Hello everyone, this is Caleb, your GM. A quick word before our show today. I'm very excited to announce that we are opening up our Discord to the public. Previously, it's only been used by the people in the Trailblazer network, hosts of podcasts, the players of like Trailblazers, that sort of thing. But we're now inviting listeners to join us. I believe a communication to your audience should be via the manner you've earned that audience. So in this case, it would be this platform here, podcasting, uh, episodes, things that come up on this feed. That's how you found us, that's how you talk to us. It's the best way to talk to you. However, it's not the best for conversations back and forth. For that, you have to use other things, traditionally email, which we use, and then we've been using Twitter because it's a quick way to disseminate information. Hey, here's a preview of the episode, here's an announcement about the network, that sort of thing. But even email and Twitter sort of limited in the fact that it's me talking to you or you talking to me. It's not allowing our listenership, our audience, to talk to each other about things. And we think Discord's a great way to do that. It allows us all to talk to each other and participate in those conversations. You can find the link to the Discord on the bottom of our website, tblazer.net. And I hope you guys join us. We're currently doing it on an experimental basis to see how much interest there is in it. And if there is enough, we'll keep it permanently. During the episode, you may hear me talking to one character or the other. During the recording, I actually took the players aside so the other couldn't hear what we were talking about, but for your sake, I edit it so you get to hear both perspectives. Last time on Trailblazers, the party set sail for the structure where the canister originated, submerged deep in the ocean. With Tar and Koba in tow, they entered the archives, as they learned it was called, and met with twisted horror after twisted horror, concluding with the party being separated and each receiving a message. One of you has been replaced. The party now finds themselves rejoined together. Who can be trusted? What horrors await them deeper in the archives? Will they finally find the source of their mania? Find out this week on Trailblazers! Slowly the world seems to be rushing in or at you from all directions until you're back in that original intersection. Except this time there's no left turn, there's no scratched out plate, there's only the right turn that says elevator shaft and everyone's standing around you. So you all just get in the hallway and everyone's kind of looking around and, and eyeing each other. What do you guys do? <laughs> I, I look at what everyone's like doing. I, I, it doesn't take much to see that we're all basically doing the same thing, right? Yes. <laughs> Everybody's fondling their weapons and eyeing each other. So are you uh, gonna get in that elevator? Um, yeah, we, we all are, right? Yeah, yeah, we are. I was just mm-hmm. gonna follow your lead. I'm not the one in a suit of death, but if you want to be too sure, whatever. I'll, I'll walk toward the elevator. Okay. And that is your second mistake. Um, you guys go through with Landris leading the party down a very short hallway until you get to this elevator shaft, which is this great big pit. And at this point, Landris, that dripping you had heard all the whole time stops. And you look up and it goes into darkness up. And there are these five great big chains that come along the side and then connect to these um, mechanisms on this platform that you've just walked onto that are five mechanisms equidistant from each other and they consist of a chain going through a sort of pulley and two cranks that you would you would have to hold on with one on the left one on the right both hands in turn at the same time but as well as you can you can see that there is something below you while you're at the bottom of this elevator it doesn't go down anymore it is at the end of the chain there is something below you that you can't see because the elevator floor is covering it up and there is an inscription on the floor is it written in common it is it says once you start it would be unwise to stop and you said there's five of these cranks correct um 
I hope we don't need to do all of them at once because there's only four of us. There yeah. is what would be concentric circles connected through small lines that are filled with some sort of very smelly liquid. And there's also all along the walls uh, torches, but they're old torches. Most have gone out at this point. Wait, where are these circles? They're on the floor. They're, they're kind of inlaid into the floor, maybe like an inch deep, two inches deep. Yeah. What do you think that means? I have no idea. Well, I mean, the, the words, that they're pretty obvious. When, when you start, you just can't stop, like a can of Pringles. <laughs> Fantasy Pringles, come on, we're not in... I'll, I'll, I'll pring jolly. No, no, fan- you can just call it Fantasy Pringles. You got them at the Fantasy Costco. <laughs> I look at Tar and Vic, and I'm like, well, you got to gesture to the head, the cranks? Yeah, I suppose. And he goes over to, to one, and Koba goes over to another one, and... When you guys are doing this, you have to put your backs to each other. So you see that Koba and Tar kind of trying to look over their shoulders. I go over to the other, another crank. Uh, I guess I'll go to another one. Turning these things is, is takes your full power and body. They're um, difficult to turn, uh, though we won't make you make any strength checks because I feel like that would just be a, a whole lot of boring. <laughs> uh, but turning these things... Uh, you all begin to turn, right? And as you do it, the one that is unoccupied begins to turn by itself. And you guys begin to lift this platform because you're pulling, essentially, yourself up these chains. Uh, as you're doing this, it's taking a long time to get this twist and a long time to get this twist. And you begin to hear some sort of boiling. And you you know immediately where to look, of course, which is at the liquid that's in these circles on the ground. And it is indeed these circles that are that are boiling. And that smell is just really, really pungent. And you're trying to put your finger on it. And you're like, I haven't smelt this a lot. And, uh, and then your mind hits it. Maybe at one point you were at a fancy party or something. Uh, but this, this is what they would use to fuel those lights. This is oil. And as the oil begins boiling, it begins coming out of these concentric circles. And they begin gathering up into two significant mounds and then you see almost a humanoid figure uh kind of come out of him kind of like that guy came out of the wall earlier a couple times last episode but this Mm -hmm. is happening with this oil and it's staying connected to the oil there's no legs it's almost like a they're just coming up from like a torso victor your speaker where you usually like you speak out of you know if a little microphone inside your mouthpiece in it so that they can hear you uh that begins to blare music just incredibly loudly these things begin attacking you so everyone can roll initiative 13 26 lanris uh you get to go first they mean to do you harm sir i'm looking at these things the the, the figures are actually made of oil right yes i'm doubting my arrows will be effective against it so i'm gonna take out the zero rifle uh and shoot it with icy stuff so i'm gonna stop cranking and make an attack roll against whichever one's closest to me. How many of them are there? It appears to be two. 25. Two, it's touch AC, flat-footed. Uh, 15 cold damage. <laughs> and I say, sorry, Koba, but unless the, that gun thing works on blobs, I think you're going to keep cranking. Uh, she yells back, it works on anything that's uh, it's made of atoms. You just let me know if you want me to use it. It's got one one shot. As you imagine, it doesn't. It's very difficult to tell whether or not what you've done to this thing, this this amorphous blob. Mm-hmm. Math done. All right. It's now going to be uh, Tar's turn. Tar's going to turn, and he's going to <laughs> fire. Well, yes, he fires a grenade at it. <laughs> it explodes in a wreath of flame, and 
the oil bolsters this explosion incredibly, massively. Make a DC 21 reflex save, please. 32. 24. Take half of 17, please. Fire damage. I'll take none. Okay. Uh, and one of them is, is on fire now, and you hear Targo, oops. Are you kidding me? It's Koma's turn. Because I didn't know what it would do. I knew it was going to do. I'm going to attempt to sense motive. Did he not know what it was going to do? Uh, sense motive, yeah. Do it. Love it. Um, Love it. Why am I putting a plus in front of this? I'm putting a minus two. Nice. <laughs> Holy, uh, 18. <laughs> That's my natural 20 for my sense motive. <laughs> 18? Yeah. You think he's telling the truth. Okay. For the future, aren't I supposed to do that secretly? Oh, yes, you're, you are. I'll do that in the future. It is now going to be Koba's turn. He's going to say, I'm going to keep turning unless you tell me to, to let loose. Victor. So I'm going to take Landris' lead and freeze it. Use my freeze gun. Zero rifle. 31 to touch. 12 damage. Cold damage. Okay. The one that's on fire's turn. And the one that's on fire uh, rolls up to you there, Landris, uh, Victor, and tries to slam you in your face. And you can hear it crackling and bubbling as it's on fire. That's going to be a hefty 21 to your AC. It misses. It slams its whole body into you. Not even like using an arm for it to use all of it. Uh, however, it doesn't get through. And you, you can almost feel the heat through your suit. And you're like, I'm glad this suit is in existence. Uh, the other one that is not on fire is going to come after Landris. Okay. Is it is it attempting a melee attack against me? It is. I'm going to spend a panache point and use a dodge. I five foot shift away from it. It still can attack me like normal, but I five foot shift away and get my um, charisma modifier as an AC bonus. Sweet. 20. Does not hit. All right. It does the same thing. Tries to slam into you, but it just gets you kind of a little bit sticky. At this point, everyone has stopped turning their levers, except for Koba. And Koba, and then the other lever that is magically turning by itself, continue to turn, and you feel the whole thing begin to shift. Uh, we need to put them, everyone, in an order, which I probably should have done before we started so that we can kind of tell where the shift is coming from. If we're looking at a clock, Koba's at 12, Tar's around 3, the magical one's around 6, yeah, Lanris is around 8, and Victor is around 10. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah, we got it. So that these two are the only ones going, it begins to list a little bit, lowering Victor and Lanris's portion. That you are now in difficult terrain to go towards Tar or Koba. I'll keep it the clock so that we keep it ready to, to keep anywhere near three o'clock. Uh, making it back to Landris' turn. To turn the, the device is a full round action. Uh, does it provoke an attack of opportunity doing that? I'm gonna say no. Okay. Um, let's not make it any worse than it already is. <laughs> Vic, keep this thing off my back. I'm gonna turn my lever. Okay. Tar uh, is going to decide that the grenades were not his best decision he's ever made. You think? <laughs> he's gonna grab the chainsaw. <laughs> and he's gonna grab the chainsaw. He rushes over to the one that is uh, on fire, which he doesn't want to do, but since you called out for help, he's gonna do it. And he's gonna try to attack it. Oh, and he's gonna hit. He has, he does more damage with this chainsaw than you guys did with your guns combined. You see this chainsaw really seems, for whatever reason, to really do a lot of damage to this thing. It splits this thing in half and it's having trouble kind of like getting back together. And that's just flavor, it's not actually two different creatures. <laughs> now it is making it, uh, Koba's turn, is gonna turn her wheel. Victor. I'm gonna full round action that sucker with my hammer. Which one, the one that's attacking you or are you gonna move to go help the one that is hitting Lambert? <sighs> 
He said the one to keep the one off of him, so I'm gonna do that. He did say that. So I'll do that one. Uh, 26. Uh, sorry, 23 for the first. Hit. 18 for the second. Hit. Uh, first hit was 25. Second one was 29. Damage. This is your warhammer. Yeah. So this thing does bludgeoning damage. It does. You do a good job. You smash this thing, and like the parts that break off from it don't regather. They just seep back into those circles. All right. So the one that you just hit doesn't like you very much, and will attempt to return the favor. I know I didn't declare, but um, I don't know. I'm gonna keep bird on me. I'm being selfish right now. 29 to your AC. Yeah, that's gonna hit. Sorry, bird couldn't help you. 26 damage. Good grief. Plus two damage of uh, fire damage. This thing slams and you can feel it in your chest. The other one is uh, gonna head over to Koba now. And the only way it wouldn't hit her is if it rolled a one, which it did. <laughs> Koba has armor that really only clubs, so it really does. Back to the top of the order. So you guys gone up another step uh, and you've been able to sort of balance it out. Landris though, so the level hasn't changed much. However, it is not gone any worse either. Right. Going to bring it now to your turn, Landers. So, um, of all the weapons that I've hit so far, the chainsaw seemed most effective. So far, the actually the hammer probably did more raw damage. The chainsaw seemed to do very well. I'm gonna continue, um, pranking. I'm gonna have, Co- I'm gonna have, um, Bird get into a flanking position with whoever goes toward the one near Koba. Okay. It's now gonna make it Tar's turn, and Tar's gonna try to do chainsaw. Fun time, chainsaw time. The oil thing seems to be like spilling out of itself, and fire is just wisping away from this thing. Koba looks at the thing and goes, sorry guys, and she lets go of the the machine and turns invisible, and it's gonna be Victor's turn. All right, how many of those things are left? The oil things are still two. Still two, okay. Uh, Well, I'll do the next, the one closest to me. 26 and 27. Uh, And then the damage was 27 and 28. You smash this thing and it spills over the edge and then you hear a big plop as it falls into something else and then you hear as something below you ignites. Uh What was that? Smoke begins to fill the chamber, making it very difficult to see anything. Uh, We now have some concealment going on. Folks, kind of like fog clouds, making it... Monster's turn that was going to attack Koba is disappointed that Koba is no longer around and is going to come over back to you, Victor. Tell me, Victor, how does a 20, 32 treat you? Yeah, that's going to hit. Go ahead and take uh, 29 points of damage, as well as make a fortitude save for me, please. I'm minus 12. Okay, alright. So this thing knocks you out, uh, but I do need to make a fortitude save. Eleven. Okay, you're nauseated for five rounds uh, because of this very old oil that is all over you, just filling your senses. Oh, I guess. Hmm. I can make an argument that your HEV should stop that. Yeah. While 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 you're not doing anything because you're almost dead, can you look and tell me if you are resistant to poison effects because of your suit? Okay. With him down, it is now back to the top of the order. Okay, so now at this point, Koba's not turning. Tara's been turning for a while. Victor's never been turning. Um, you now begin to list a, uh, sort of towards where Victor and Koba were. Or, yeah, those are down. So now it becomes difficult terrain to go uh, anywhere near, essentially, between Tars and 6 o'clock. Now, uh, back to Landris. Um, I'm gonna slide over and inject Vic with, um, my Hemochem 4. Okay. 
and I'm gonna try and interpose myself between Vic and the thing that attacked him. A Hemochem 4, that's the fast healing, or is that the instant healing? Oh wait, no, obviously I only have Hemochem 3 ones. Uh, that's, that's the fast healing one. So he has fast healing 3 for 10 per health. It'd be better instantly, but not over time. And I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to absorb any hits. Alright, you automatically stabilize there, Victor. Okay. Is that your full turn there? I guess he's just moving an action. Yeah. Tar's turn. He pulls out his grenade launcher again. Um, and he shoots another grenade right into the thing's oil. It goes right into it, and then explodes in pieces of this oil that fly out of it. And not igniting it on fire. And it brings it now to Koba's turn. And you see Koba reappear, and she is now uh, moving Tar's thing. Now it's making it uh, Victor's turn. Victor, you get your fast healing. So you don't need to make a fortune save or anything. Did you find out if your HEV suit protects you from I couldn't poison? really find anything on that. Provides protection from radiation, disease, poisonous gas, cold heat, and similar environmental dangers. Yeah, I'm going to say you're not sick. You don't even smell it. You're like, Psh. If, no that, if it protects from heat, would that fire have really done that much damage to me? Uh, probably not. It's got energy resistance. Know your stuff, man. It's not my job. Yeah, but then I, t- I also took 14 whenever uh, Tar did that. Yes, you can take that. The rules, I usually don't go back on things unless it's life threatening. Do me a favor and read your stuff, okay? Okay. So does that bring you conscious? Yeah, I'm conscious. I'm like standing over you. Like, Tar, use the resonator. Well, okay, I do know that as a swift action, I can turn on my force field, so I'm going to do that. You haven't had your force field on, brah? No. Shut up. Um, and then I'm going to hit that guy. Try to kill him. 24. Ten. 32. Okay. It's turn. It's going to have some fun with Landris. Is it going to attack me? Yeah. I saw this thing wreck Victor, so I'm going to use um, I'm gonna use dodge again. And I'm going to use the um, the panache point from the feather on my hood. 25. Does not hit goes to slam you, misses and splatters on the ground. I hop away gracefully. <laughs> a little bunny. Alright. My feather glows. <laughs> a little Anris' turn. Oh wait, oh wait, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna update you on what's happening, so. Alright, so this thing is starting to angle pretty royally down to where Vic was, to the point of it's soon going to get to the point where you're gonna be sliding off this thing. And this oil trickles down past you from what's been left over from these things. You see it just feed in the fire below you. Vic's already engaged with, in melee with this thing, so I'm gonna run over and start turning the crank. Vic's Turn crank. it. Vic's crank. Yeah. Tar pulls out his nuclear resonator and goes fine. All right. And he does some damage to it as this thing starts shaking apart. As you hear the terrible scream of this gun firing, making it Koba's turn. Koba's gonna turn. Victor's turn. I'm gonna hit it. Full round action. Hit. Thirty-four. Hit. Twenty-five. Hit. Twenty-eight and twenty-eight. Oof. You splat it across the ground, and it dissipates. And you actually hear the music in, in the comm thing fade away. You guys get all back on the uh, cranks. Mm-hmm. Crank it up, and you eventually get uh, high enough to where you get to where you see it says library this way, and you know that's where you need to go. Vic, um, the rest of that fast healing will hit you for um, 3 times 8, 24 more hit points for the rest of that hemochem. Cool, thank you. That's going to do... And then I'm gonna probably end up hitting the. Uh... Um, once we get to the top, I kind of want to like rush off the elevator because I don't know what's under us. Sure. Yeah, I think everyone is uh, on board with that plan. Mm-hmm. As you get to the top, there's a guy who's like hanging off of the edge almost, but he's 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 not on the elevator part. He's on that platform where you're now going to this next floor. Uh, and you see he's he's got. Uh, you know, like a scientist's uh, uniform on him, but he's got a very bright ring on. He's hanging off the ledge. 
like he's like he's trying to climb back up like or like he his killed waist himself. is on solid ground and his torso is hanging down okay so he looks dead yes okay before we go i like pat the the one crank and I'm like thanks man <laughs> it just just you think maybe just a slight little little slight little crank <laughs> hey uh tar when vic's laying on the ground dying can you not use high explosives directly adjacent to him i didn't hit him it was close wait he i used, was in the way he, he used high explosives i didn't hit either of you except for that first time and i didn't even hit you that thing blew up and hit you just be more careful okay like i'm supposed to know that thing's flammable at least I don't yell at you telling you what weapons you should use. It's because you know you don't have better ideas than I have. Gives you a mean look. Okay, so I'm glad we're all still friends. Maybe we can, uh, can move on now, huh? Take that silence as a, a group agreement. I'm going to use uh, one of my Hemakim 4, which gives me 4 healing. Okay. For, uh, just to heal me all the way back up. Oh, what do we got? What are we lo- looking at? You're looking at another hallway. There's also a body hanging, if we want to interact with that. Mm. Lannis looks for a stick to poke it with. I could shoot it. Unfortunately, there are no sticks in this man-made environment. <laughs> Actually, oh right, I forgot to do that. Um, I'm going to sit down and open up the quantum box. Um, okay. Does, does anyone want to you open it, it, there's actually something in it. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a note and uh, what looks like some sort of... Uh, I think we earlier described like uh, USB uh, crystals. There's a USB crystal thing. Uh, I mean, I, I take them out and look at the note. A USC. What do you What do you plug that into? I bird I think has a port. Um, I read. What's the, the note saying? The note says, "Dear Sarah, I first want to apologize for putting you through all this mess. Oh, Sorry I, for I, I like read that much, and I I stop reading. I I like close it and hand it to you, Vic. I'm like, um, this was in the box. Why did they send that back? I I don't know. Is does this look like the same crystal I gave Kentaro? It absolutely is. I said, Why would they? I gave that to them so they could give to my wife when I die in here. I, I gave this to Kataro. What? What the heck? I take the letter. I put it in my whatever pocket I guess I have or slot, whatever. What is this about? I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> It'll get returned back to you. Um, <laughs> I do sit down Return and descender. I write. Things are getting a little crazy down here we could use encouragement not our stuff back and then an unhappy face okay <laughs> hey, comes I, over and goes what's going on they they sent us back our stuff oh cool ammo no like i point to the, the crystal like i gave this to Kentaro. oh that's weird and there was this letter for sarah and tally's apparently put it through the box Ooh, let me read it she she go, she grabs for it victor no give me alone it's in my pocket just leave me alone that's not for you to read, that's for her to read. Are we done sitting around? No, we're not done sitting around. You almost blew us up. I just didn't let us no, let us take a minute and just calm down and and Oh yeah, it's probably a good idea to just sit here and wait. I'm sure no other horror will fall from the ceiling and attack us. You know what? Just go back. What? If you don't want to be here, just go back. Hey, I'm here for you, buddy. I'm not the one going crazy. Oh, are you? Uh, maybe you are. We don't know. I'm not the one shouting out Willoughby and seeing trains and jumping out of windows. I'm coming here putting my skin on the line for you. I would like a little more respect. And Koba kind of gets up and she like puts her hands on Tar's chest and it's like, hey, all right, all right, let's all just calm down, everybody. So I'll just take a deep breath in. Tar 
let's just take one minute. Is one minute okay? And he kind of snorts and turns his back to you. But he uh, doesn't go forward. He kind of leans against the wall. Does anyone want to say something while I'm here writing? Um, maybe ask for more medical supplies. You okay, Victor? So you go down. Yeah, I, I don't know. This place is just getting to me. I mean, we still have our nanite guns. I think we're okay on that front. Yeah, I, st- I still got those. Uh... Anyway, I, I write that what I said before and put it in the box and close it. Okay. I guess we'll check it later. I really don't want to deal with that thing. I point to the body. He's the grappling hook. <sighs> Fine. I shoot it with the grappling hook. A sickening sound as it goes into flesh and you pull it to you and you just see a blood trail as you bring it to you. <sighs> I'm not sure that was any better, Victor. I don't know. He said to do it. I don't know. I just... <sighs> I'm gonna, um, pat the body down. Useless things. Things that are of no note, uh, except for that bright ring. Uh, now when you say ring, is it like, um, what does it look like? Does it look like a wedding ring? Does it look like a composite, like, black sleek ring? Uh, as you're looking at it, it's sort of like a, a ring made up of, of smaller little trinkets, almost. Hmm. Um, and, uh, the, the person, is this another elf or half-elf? Yes. You are scared for a moment as you hear the, the... The uh, keeper, whatever, he was, what did I call him? The groundskeeper, come out of the wall and walk over to the elevator and puts his hands on it and begins to fix all the things the grenades did to it. Hey, uh, I, I hold up the ring and, well, I don't want to take it off the guy's finger because I'm not, like, a dead body looter. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to, like, point to the ring on the guy's fingers. And say, hey, is this another one of the master's um, collection? He stops repairing and goes over and looks at it and goes, Yes, that looter took it from the Master's Collection. And to, to, to save us from complicated explanation, I'll just send you what it is. <laughs> it's called the Ring of the Trickster. And he explains it to you and what it does. Essentially, for the listeners at home, it will allow him to cast pre-prestidigitation at will. It's a five-piece puzzle ring, which you can assemble to place it on your finger. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of pieces. Uh, and he can also spend a round kind of reconfiguring the ring's puzzle to solve it with only four pieces. And the final piece you can make into uh, essentially a traveler's any tool. And so you can get some a plus two bonus on skill checks using that tool. And uh, you can also spend um, uh, a minute reconfiguring it to solve it with four pieces and get another piece out that will turn into a small thing that you want. It's going to act as minor creation. Hmm. This, this so I think that could be things like, oh, I just I, right now I need a, a saw really badly, and then this just piece of ring just magically transforms into a small saw. Did uh, did Zeratul make this stuff? Some he made, some he found. He would not display something he made. He was not vain. Well, does anyone want to carry the uh, the ring? I kind of I already got the the sash. No, I mean if you need it, you can wear that ring. It doesn't matter. I look at Tarankova. I ain't taking nothing from here. Go ahead and keep it, Laners. More for me, I guess. Hey. I I uh, put it on. Hey, you put on this this ring. You got you've got a, the ring of the trickster. It's a leveling uh, a scaling item. It'll level up with you. Its next effect unlocks at level twelve. All right, so you guys, uh, what are you gonna do now? We have a um a, a fork in the path up ahead. Uh, you don't know. You haven't even begun to go down the hallway. All right, you haven't got to. Okay, I start walking that way. You're walking down, and Landris, your radio speaks again in that same voice you've heard a couple times yet, and it says, "Do you feel like a hero yet?" Put the call for a second. Oh, no, I want to talk to. Uh, I want to talk to Tim. Uh, I'm gonna go talk to him. <laughs> Hello, uh, Tim. How you doing? Uh, 
okay. Okay. So you, sir, and or madam. Nope, I'll sir. You, Definitely you a sir. Self-identify. No, it's it's a sir. You're you're walking, and then you hear. Do you feel like a hero yet? And you're like, well, that's weird. And you're walking, and then you hear it again. Do you feel like a hero yet? And you look back at Lanris, and it's like you just repeated. Like you went back in time, only like three seconds. Not very far. So, very simple. Like Lanris makes the same movements he made. The radio makes the same sound it made. Matrix day of J- deja vu. I gotcha. Great. You're you're breaking my rule of don't compare things. Oh, sorry. All right. It's going down the hallway. You you end up coming to uh, an area where there's this, this magnificent chandelier hanging from the ceiling, and as well as there's something scratched on the wall, and it says, "I found a chest, and it took my arm." Painted underneath this chandelier is yellow, uh, just just solid yellow for maybe 20 feet. Wait, I'm having trouble. Where is the yellow exactly? It's directly underneath the chandelier, like on the floor in a circle. Wall to wall, more like a rectangle, but it's only 20 feet long, but its width is wall to wall. <sighs> what do you make of that? Um, like, the, is the chandelier lit, or is it, um... Uh, it's, it's, it's sort of a decorative chandelier. It seems to have no actual light function. It's got, like, pretty crystals on it. You see, <laughs> you look over at Tar, and he's reloading his grenade launcher. <laughs> um, it looks like modern art, and they were, like, drawing the light. Like, they drew the light on the ground with yellow. That's what I'm getting out of it. <sighs> this makes me think of Booker. Why? Booker, why? Well, he played the piano in the, um, you know, in the music room that had a chandelier, and he lost an arm, and so did that guy. Uh, Tar points a grenade launcher at the chandelier. Want me to blow it up? Uh, let, let's hold off on blowing up stuff we don't know what it is first. Okay. It seems like I'm only a kid that he told me can't play outside puts the points the gun down. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, like, walk up to where the, the paint starts. Okay. I'm gonna, like, stick my, like, slowly stick my left hand forward. Okay. You stick your hand forward. Not much of a change. <sighs> what do like you do with? I don't know. I don't... I'm gonna reach down like, tap the paint. Okay, you tap the paint, and suddenly, gravity is reversed, and you are flung to the ceiling. But being that you have only put your hand there, you actually hit the ceiling instead of the chandelier, which you are now noticing how particularly sharp the chandelier is. Gravity is completely reversed for you, and you you fall hard and fast as if you had fallen, uh, you know, 60 feet. Um, so you're going to take 66 points of damage. Well, I want to make an acrobatic check to ignore the first 10 feet of fall damage. Okay. Do this. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to use my catfall trick uh, okay. as an immediate action... As an immediate action, when I fall 20 more feet, I ignore the first 20 feet of fall when calculating the falling damage. Um, so. Okay, so you ignore the first 20 feet, which seems to make the first 10 feet thing redundant. Well, wouldn't they stack for the first 30 feet? I don't know. One says the first 10 feet, and the other one says the first 20 feet. It doesn't say 10 feet and 20 feet. Well, it's, up, it's up to first. you. I, I, I imagine them stacking. Um, because they both say first, I'm going to say they don't. Okay. So you automatically uh, resist the first two? 20? The, the first 20, yeah, with a catfall take 12 points damage as you slam into the ceiling. You're all looking at him standing on the ceiling. To both of both of your perspectives, the other team is standing on the ceiling. What did you do? I, I wouldn't say I did anything. I'm, um... Want me to blow it up now? And he points the gun at, like, you. <laughs> no, no, no! Okay. I, I can fly in this suit. Here, here, wait, here's an idea. Um... I'm gonna take my rope I have, okay, and tie it to the chandelier, okay, and then like throw the rope outside the paint. 
Okay. What are you doing? I don't know how this works. You guys are going to have to come across too. Right, but I can fly hover over that paint. I'm not, I'm not going to touch that paint. Well, what about Tar and Koa? Are they going to jump in the suit? I can give him my backpack. I mean, my jetpack. Yeah, so I throw the... So the, the, when I throw the rope, does it, like, stay as if gravity was... Uh, it stays as if gravity was normal. Okay, yeah, so there's a, now a rope going to the chandelier, which I guess technically doesn't help. Because then what, what happens when they fall? Koba pulls on the rope and gives it, like, a... She goes, Tar, pull on this. And he pulls on it hard. She goes, harder. And he pulls on it hard. Harder! And he's like, I've heard that enough times from you. hey And they shoot finger guns at each other. Then she takes the rope back, and she swings across... And gets over without touching the paint. She goes, 10 out of 10, would swing again. And she kind of throws it back over to Tar. Tar goes, I don't know if this thing's gonna hold me. Victor, can you, uh, and Landris, can you, like, brace that? Um, the ring. <laughs> I, using my newfound ring, I take a full round action to solve it with four pieces. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make the last piece into a baton, I guess. Okay. And, like, try and, you know, use the baton to get the, make the rope sturdier, like, um, impact Sweet. it more into whatever it's, into the ceiling or something. Nice. Alright. Tar goes through and you see the baton struggle a little bit, but Tar swings over. Okay, I'll, uh, swing over with him. Okay, as you swing over, under the massive weight of your, your More armor, than Tar? The, the rope, absolutely. The rope, the rope snaps. I think oh, wait, turn on my jets real quick. Weight of this thing. The weight is incredible. You know what? The weight's only 50 pounds. It's only 50 pounds. You get That's over That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You get over it. It's no fair. It's no fun, but you get over it. <laughs> Guess who made it. Try to say I'm fat? <laughs> Vic's been hitting the algios pretty hard. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I pull the baton out and like I base, I turn it back into the fifth puzzle piece. Like I just kind of jam it back into the ring. Um, and I wrap up my rope. I'm like, one of you guys got to catch me. Tar holds his hands out. <laughs> and he, you see, like, the most sinister smirk you've ever seen. <laughs> I'm, like, at the edge of it, I'm, like, trying to contemplate how I should jump. Uh, I'm gonna make an acrobatics check to try and jump into Tar's arms. Okay. Uh, 29. Just before you reach Tar's arms, he catches you. And, and he gets a pretty down for that. He, he looks at you and kind of gives you this, like, the most terrible smile as he's holding you. Like, oh, you're so sweet. But it's, like, the worst thing coming from him. <laughs> and then he puts you down. <laughs> Thank you. It looks like you've fallen for me, Lanris. It was... Koba puts her head in her hands and goes, Tar, I like you better when you don't make jokes, please. <laughs> we'll have to do that again sometime. Yeah, let's just go. <laughs> So you're walking down, and you get to an intersection. In the left, it says Ritual Room. The right, it says Obsidian Pillar Room. Obsidian Pillar Room. Neither of these sound fun at all. No, uh, what? Well, if I know anything about Soldier Nitsen, it's that he's messed up, and the Ritual Room sounds more like his thing. So you want to go there? We're looking for his office. I bet it'd be that way. He is the one doing human experiments. Okay, let's go there, then. So these wires that have been following you guys along the walls and stuff to, to provide power to the areas ahead and uh, small lights around uh, also have an intercom system and you hear the intercom system activate. You've heard this a million times on your train. It's a little tone like, doo-doo. And then you hear a voice say, 
This is Group Captain Elson of the Destroyer Capel. We have learned of your entry into this facility and are on our way to you. Surrender on sight and do not resist. This is your only warning. You hear the intercom turn off. That was en route to the library? Mm-hmm. Oh, um... What's a destroyer capella? Isn't that where you sing with a bunch of other people using your voices? <laughs> What's a group captain? I'm gonna take this moment to stab myself with the uh, black nanite gun. Okay. Uh, guys, I think we should uh, pick up the pace. Yeah. Um, surrendering doesn't sound like a good option at the moment. Yeah, yep. let's find what we need on you guys before this group captain dude finds us. So, run? Well, hopefully the stuff that slowed us down, I'll slow him down. Though we did kill a lot of the stuff in the way. Like to check the quantum box. Okay, it's empty. What the heck? They're being jerks right now, I don't know. I hope they're okay. Maybe something happened. <sighs> we can't worry about them right now, we gotta worry about ourselves getting back. Alright, you go to the ritual room. You get into... When you open this door, it's like day and night. You're, you're now in a very nice dining room. With, like, oak floors, uh, a wonderful table with all sorts of things set. You know, no food, but all set up as if, you know, you were about to, to have food served. Cups, you know, plates, forks, all sorts of things like that. And there's, like, like a grandfather clock and, and a bust on top of a pedestal. And, and lots of things in this room, very decorated. As you're walking in, the, the, the room is very long with this, you know, tables and things everywhere. And on your left, the entire left wall is made of four huge mirrors. And on your right, in the middle of that wall, is a door. Hey, Landris, I'm not much of a uh, religious man, are you? Mm, Not really. This doesn't seem much like a ritual room, does it? What kind of ritual would be in this? Uh, Maybe it's like your morning ritual? You know, you put on your makeup in the mirror. Not me, personally, but you know what I mean. Koba actually walks over to the table, and she picks something up. She throws to you. Put that in bird. It's another audio recording. Oh, okay. I reach up and put it in bird's slot, which I don't like that sentence. Door seems unopenable. After a few days of trying to figure it out, we were told to let it be. Shame, because I bet you whoever went through the trouble of locking that door has something pretty cool on the other side. I was trying to convince the guys it's got to be something to do with these mirrors, but nobody listens to me. Whatever, we're reassigned. Huh, well, if we don't want to waste time. But I really want to know what's on that door. Um, let's, let's take just like five minutes and try this. I go look at a mirror. Okay. You see what you expect to see, the, the room reflected. I'm going to take a look at the door. Uh, what's the door look like? Looks like a very fancy and intricate wooden door with a big handle. Mm-hmm. And any sort of markings of any kind on it? No. Did you say there was four mirrors? Yes, four giant mirrors. I want to go to each one of them and see if there's any difference. Okay, make a perception check. Okay, I will. That's what I was going to do. <laughs> oh, I, I read the Saturday morning papers <laughs> with the Slylock Fox puzzles in it. I don't know what that means. 21. Hmm, you're looking at these mirrors. They don't seem to be different from each other, but there's something off. You're not sure what it is. You can't put your finger on it. I want to try the same thing. Okay. Um, I'm kind of focusing specifically on the door, though, but um, I'm going to use um, Skill Sage trick, Hunter trick. Um, I can roll twice for a skill check and take the better result. Okay. Tar puts his gun in the mirror. You want me to blow it up? Just calm down, big guy. I'm just saying, blowing stuff up. Save it for that team that's coming after us. We might need to blow them up. Well, blowing stuff up can fix a lot of problems that you just don't consider with all your guys' puzzle solving. 
I got a 20 at best. A 20 at best? Something is off. You know it. You know it. Both of you know it. Something's off, but you can't put your finger on it. All right, all right. Everyone line up. Look in one mirror. Okay. Fine. Everybody looks in the mirror. Between us, maybe we can figure out what is different. Like, if we all look at the door, does the door look the same? 21 and 12. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the door seems to look the same. Move, move your hand, Landers. Move my hand around. Okay, okay, uh, do jumping jacks. <laughs> I look at her and start doing jumping jacks. She starts laughing. <laughs> I got you to do it. You hear something fall over even though you didn't touch anything. And you look in the mirror, and in the mirror you've knocked over a candle stand that is not there in real life. Oh, I, I don't want things to catch on fire. I tried to fix it. It's not lit. Oh, okay. Koba goes, I didn't, that wasn't supposed to help anything. It was just supposed to make it look funny. <laughs> There's a candle stand there? Uh, yeah. Well, uh, touch it. I go to pick it up. I'm looking in the mirror at like and using that to guide my hand. Your mirror image picks it up. You can't feel it in your real life, but you can see and you're interacting with it. Okay, okay, so maybe there's a key in mirror world somewhere. All right, I'm looking like to my sides and around and, and behind me and everything and then back at the mirror to see if I can notice anything that's not. Sure. Now now that you know what to look for, uh, there is on, on the table, very unceremonious, er, unceremoniously, a lever. Where at in the mirror? I mean, in the table. It's just like on one of the seats, like somebody would, instead of their plate, there's a, there's a lever right where their fork should be. Uh, someone's got to guide one of us to that, to that lever. Do y'all see that lever in your mirror? Yeah. Who's closest? Uh, tell me how to get there, because I'm not going to be able to see it. I start walking. Yeah, back, back up like two steps. Put your hand like on the edge of the table. Mm-hmm. Just like slide, sl- start sliding forward slowly. Mm-hmm. So, st- stop, stop, left. Yep. All right, yeah, it should be like there. I'm <laughs> throwing out my my hands. See if I can feel it. Do I feel it? No, you can't feel it. Mm. Yeah, like, like, am like, I there? Just, cl- just close your fingers. Right here. Yeah, you know you know the motion well. Yeah. What do you mean by that? <laughs> now just uh, pull toward me we've gotten one and only one suggestion at the entire time of having trailblazers and it was please less of those kind of jokes <laughs> that was literally the only suggestion we've ever received we, we, we barely do any uh you pull a lever and you hear the door go and it opens up by itself soldier this had some terrible guards good job guys well i mean they didn't think of jumping jacks I think, exercise. I think we all know who's to uh, who's to be praised for today's success. My in this room. Me for my amazing jumping jack form. Yeah, maybe. It's because you kind of flail your arms when you do it. It's like no, really... you got to keep your arms straight. You can't do any of that limp elbow stuff. <laughs> all right, let's go through the door. I don't want to. Oh, sorry, we didn't get the crystal because we wasted time making jokes with each other before I'm we sorry. got shot We're by group play. captain nelson and his destroyer capella let's just go fine 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 let's head to the door all right you guys go through and now you're in a room that is laid out in the same way where there's a mirror and there's a door to your right however this room is not a dining room at all this room is very different imagine a uh, uh almost like a pool where you could walk down into it uh, but the step circled it completely. There's no pool in the center, except in this. In the center is what would be like a head of a fountain, and with, instead of like with an art of something like, oh, it's the cherubim, you know, spitting out the water, right? It's just some a lot of square shapes and stuff. And then around the room is all sorts of like knee high and then waist high tables, and they all have like different candles on them. Are they lit? Mm, sure. Well, who hmm. would just leave lit candles lying around? 
That's dangerous. Oh, also, the, the, the most distinguishing thing is on one of these tables, instead of a candle, is an arrow that's stuck into the wood, and then there is a cage around it, kind of like a bird cage. Hmm. All right, so uh, maybe it's the same thing again. Let's check out the mirror, see if there's anything different. All right. Make them perception checks again. 30. 23. Yeah, there's definitely something different in these mirrors as well. Uh, not everything's the same. It's not as before, though, where there was stuff in the mirror world that wasn't in this real world. Instead of more stuff in the mirror world, there's a lot less stuff. Okay. And in the mirror world, the door is open and there is no cage around the arrow. And like a lot of the candles are gone or they're not lit. Hmm. Um, I'm going to look at the arrow. Okay. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an arrow. It's some arrow stuff. Is it look okay. like it's made of like the arrows I pro- use are probably made of like some composite material, um, probably like an alloy. Is this made of wood? Because although my my bow is natural, my arrows and it's such. ornately carved of wood. Yes, interesting. Um, it's got like purple and red on its feathers. There's no cage in the mirrors, so I'm gonna try to just like grab it. Mm, nope, there's definitely a cage here. You run into it. What you don't? Tar puts see- his gun up to the mirror. Blow it up. No, <laughs> no, hey. <laughs> Landris. What? You're right there by that, right? So look at the mirror and then grab the arrow. Worth a shot. Clink, you hit the, the cage. Hmm. I assume my hand wouldn't like fit through the cage, would it? No. Any, any of the bars or anything? Huh. <laughs> I'm going to go up and touch the mirror. Pink. It behaves the way a mirror would expect it to be. I, I jump through it like it's Super Mario 64. And you're now in, in mirror world. <laughs> and bomb battlefield. Get all the red coins to get a star. Alright, so it's open in mirror place, but not in us place. I'm, I'm gonna try to say, I'm just trying to walk through the door while looking at the mirror. Nope, it doesn't work. Hmm. Door is very much there. Um, are there Why, any why'd you descri- just walk into that door? <laughs> I thought it might work. <laughs> uh, well, it made a big clunk. Did you hurt your head? No, I'm fine. <laughs> I try not to hold my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, there's like a pool in the center, right? Yes, but it's got no water. Is there water no. in the mirror? Yes. Is there like a, a plug in the pool? No. Like somewhere where you, where you would drain the water? There's not. Um, what what you said the cage and the door, and now there's pool. There's water in the mirror. Is there anything else with the thirty? I noticed different between real world and mirror. Nothing specific. Like I said, a bunch of the candles are gone, or even mm-hmm. the tables are gone. Nothing added. It's all removed. Less in the mirror world than there is in this world. Okay, so I'm gonna go to the so the extra candles. Um, I guess I'm gonna move them out of sight of the mirror. Like, anything that's extra, I'm gonna try and, like, take away from the real world. Like, I don't know, put it in the pool or just, like, move it to the side so it's out of view of the mirror. Okay. If if you, like, try to, like, take it out of the room to get it out of the view, you get, like, stopped as if there was something barring your way. You couldn't, like, you could get through, but you could not bring whatever object it is out of that room. Is it, like, a full-length mirror? I can't put it, like, under the mirror? Yes, it's wall-to-wall. I mean, four of them, but they they all touch each other. So if I put it in the pool, Actually, though... Actually, no, this one's all one big mirror. Okay, so if I put it in the pool, though, then the mirror can't see it, right? Uh, yes, if you put it, like, behind. Yeah, I'm gonna try that. Did you try to pick up that cage? I would've tried, yeah. Okay, so, um, is there any, uh, source of water in the real world? No. Hmm. I'm gonna, like, walk into the pool. Okay. And I look at, like, me in the mirror and the water. That's just what you expect, except your mirror shelf isn't getting wet. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna dunk my head underwater. Okay. I'll, I will let you know at any point when you do something, if something different than what you expect happens. Okay. Otherwise, I'll just say, okay. <laughs> How can I tell your okay's apart, Caleb? Okay. 
And you said there's a lot of tables? Yeah. Are they arranged the same way? Yes. <sighs> now, uh, when you say cage, does the cage have a door? No. It's just like small barred cage like on this table? Mm-hmm. And was it like pinned into the table? I don't know. It looks as if you could just pick it up, but you can't. I can't. Maybe Vic can? <laughs> I'll go try it. Won't budge. <sighs> I say let's leave. Yeah. Blow it up. Blow it up. You know what? Fine. Blow it up. Yeah, blow it up. He takes out his grenade launcher and he shoots a grenade at the thing and the mirror shatters into pieces. Everything that the mirror wasn't showing shatters as if it was glass. And now the door is shattered and the cage around the arrow is shattered. I don't say anything. I sit there. Good job. Tar puts both his hands up. (laughs) I'm good at this will be the only time that works. I promise you. <laughs> you guys with all your smart puzzle rings and hoop-de-doos and la-di-das and look at all it takes is some good old-fashioned mayhem. I'm gonna um I'm gonna walk over and grab the arrow. Da-na-na-na. Ankh appears or Akna, whoever I'm his name is. All the good stuff. <laughs> he j- he gets out of the the wall and he looks at the the mirror and looks at you guys as if to say, "I've been following you around a lot lately." Look. He goes over to fix the mirror. Oh, wait. That, like, that was the puzzle. I got to Wait, 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 wait. What? Just one second. Uh, you know what this arrow does? Yes. Can He explains it to you. Okay. <laughs> it's a legacy arrow. It's another scaling weapon. The ornately car- This ornately carved arrow always survives being fired. By concentrating standard action, the last person to shoot the arrow can sense the direction in which it lies up to a distance of a mile. If it, this effect fades 24 hours after firing. Blah, 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 blah. The arrow has the distance special ability, normally not available to ammunition. When fired, it loses this weapon special ability and gained the special weapon ability and any gained at higher levels for one day. So it's like a one-time use thing for a day. Mm-hmm. It also has the distance and seeking special ability. Mm-hmm. And it will get a new thing at level 11. Okay, so it's just a neat old arrow. So I just know the direction of which it lies after I fire it. At level 11, instead of waiting for a day to reset, you just have to wait 10 minutes. Can you hold off on fixing that mirror? This is part of Zeratul's, like, I don't know exactly what this is, really. But that was intentional. Oh, I've never seen this mirror break before. It, it opened... A lot of people come into this room. The looters haven't caught in here. Well, until now. We're, we're sorry. You could fix it once we make sure we can come back. Okay. And he goes to the wall. Is there something we can leave in case he fixes it while we're on the other side? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. A, 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 a C4? How will... Uh... No, I don't think we have C4. I do not have C4. I could stay in this room if you want. We might need your genius puzzle-solving ability again. <laughs> I could see how you wouldn't want to lose that. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll trust them. Just keep your ear open for shifting walls and mirror being repaired. Going to the next room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. This time, uh, things are reversed. To the left is a door, and to the right is four wall-to-wall mirrors. But this room is not like the other two. This room is like a, a lounge. There are couches. There's like a little fireplace and, and things like that. You'd like a bearskin rug. You're like, ooh, bears. I've never seen somebody skin a bear. It's interesting. Um, things like that all over. Um, I guess we'll do first things first. We'll do the uh, mirror check again. Check that mirror, son. 15. <laughs> uh, can I take a 10 for 24? Yes, you can. 24. There is, in this mirror, kind of like last time, a little bit different. Everything's in there, but the mirror is not reflecting what's happening in real life. There are things that are in just different places. Okay. um, But there is at least consistency in in the fact that everything that is in the mirror 
is in the real world. They're just in different places. I mm -hmm. look at the mirror and start moving things around to where they're supposed to be in the mirror. Okay. Lambert's going to help him. Uh, yeah, assuming he like points it out to me, I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. Look, look, there's differences in in the mirror there, so we need to change these things around. All right, so this bearskin rug, sh the head should be pointing this way. That's right. And uh, this couch should be angled over here. Yeah, Can and you they... put your your hand near the mouth of the bearskin rug. Um, if I have to move it, I was just you know making stuff up. Caleb, don't hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I'm, just tell me what you did. I'm just wondering what you did. That's all. I did whatever the mirror required me to do. <laughs> But where did you put your hands? Just um, it, it might be another item. <laughs> I mean, I probably, I, I mean, like I said, like if I had to turn it, I would. I'm teasing it. you. I'm teasing you. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. I'm gonna switch these two. I mean, I stuck yeah. my whole head in the mouth. Don't worry, it doesn't matter yet. <laughs> All right, Koba and Tar are helping you out. After a bit, you get everything matched right up, and like nothing's working. And then Koba kind of like just nudges a candlestick over here, and the door opens. I bet if we blew up the mirrors, it's still open. Nope, nope. We'll, <laughs> we'll wait. I wonder how many rooms are like this. And maybe it just well, never ends. As long ends. as we don't go into another infinite hallway, I'll be fine. How is this a ritual? <laughs> I don't know. Let's go. We should have we should have asked the groundkeeper. Ask, ask him what? I don't know what this was supposed to be. I don't know. He said no one's been in here. Well, the losers hadn't been in here. So you go into the next room. Now this room is what you think of when you think of a ritual room. There is painted in red what you hope is paint, some sort of star in the middle of this almost empty room. Candles laid out around this star, and the only real thing that's in this room, aside from the star painted on the ground and this tapestry of symbols that you don't understand across from you on the, on the far wall, is a, a pulpit. And mm -hmm. on this pulpit is a thick book with all sorts of like papers kind of not all lined up but kind of sticking out a little bit and like several different bookmarks and it's and it's a red book and the symbol in the front of it is very similar to the symbol on the floor hey what do y'all make of this book i'd rather not really there's no mirror in this room and there's no further door correct well this was a waste koa goes over to the book well obviously it was to, for this book are you sure you want to do that what's the worst that could happen victor and lanris Nice catch. I did not just mix up. <laughs> I could... I, we've asked that before, and you know what? You do what you want, Kova. I'm not going to grab the book if you guys don't think I should grab the book. I'm just saying, we went through a lot of puzzles to get this thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. But... I had to sit there and watch Tar be happy that he solved something. It's very upsetting to me deeply, and I want some sort of reward for that. <laughs> I, I got the other stuff. You can get the book. I'm, I'm three for three at the moment. Victor, Tar, what do you think? <sighs> Grab the book. I ain't taking nothing from here. Yes, yes, of course. All right, she picks up the book and, ooh, it's heavy. She opens it up, starts looking through it. Who wants to be surprised? Uh, sure, what you got? It's a book of rituals. <laughs> uh, We've each got weird titles. Fugue of Oblivion. Let's not read it in this room. Let's just go for it. Paired Suffering. Please stop. Mm. Seated, seated Doom. No, that's, here, just put it in my bag. Ensnaring I Circle. Are, are Ritual you, are you exorcism. I think that's actually a Kama Sutra. Veil structure. <laughs> Seek astral insight. Koba. What? Stop. Come on. We're gonna, we gotta just go. reading the titles. There's guys coming after us. We need to hurry. All right. All right. Let's go. All right. You guys head back the way you came. And the whole time, she's just reading through it. Call beyond the veil. Allow a spirit to talk through you. Ooh, that sounds fun. Seek astral insights. Break your mind off into the astral plane to seek answers. 
What's an astral plane? Uh, isn't that what you play golf on? Uh, isn't that, I thought that would like take you from one part of the city to the other. Ooh, ooh, this one's interesting. Second sight, see through someone else's eyes. Ooh, ooh Victor, stand still. I want to see through your eyes. No, you don't. Yeah, yeah you, hold still. You, you don't want to see through. Never mind. Yeah, you have All to know magic. Stuff you have to know. Yeah, there's like a bunch of stuff you have to do. Yeah, they're rituals. It looks like most of the stuff to do it was in that room. You draw a circle, do some chanting, sacrifice someone you don't care about. Well, we got tar. Um... <laughs> See, the Wait. hungering of shadows create a massive area of permanent darkness. Mm, that sounds fun. Yeah. Why don't you put that book in my bag? <laughs> You're really upset that I'm reading this. It makes me want to read it even more. All right. She closes it and puts it in your bag. Well, we'll just hold on to it. We'll see. what, what We might can use it later. Who knows? Maybe Baron can explain it to us. Or hope. Uh, yeah. Let's yeah, go it on. It right up Baron's alley, don't you think? As we go, as we pass through the uh, the broken mirror room and head into the other one, I'm gonna, like holler out to the to the guardian or the the groundskeeper. He's already there. His hands are on the mirror. He's uh, like, Nothing. You can fix it now. I wasn't. No, I was waiting. No, we're done. You can fix it. <laughs> he fixes it, and you guys, you guys leave. All right, so you're gonna have to go the other way then, huh? Yes. To yes, the so. obsidian pillar room, unless one of the rituals are specifically called "open the door in this room." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You wouldn't let me finish reading it. <laughs> so you go into this room, and in this room is six pillars of, guess what? Black obsidian. Yes. Carved with all sorts of intricate symbols. Very tall. This room is a very tall room. And in the center of these these pillars is a, a whirring blackness. It is, I want to, to describe to you a, a, a 3D rectangle, okay? Now imagine if you were twisting it kind of, if you had your hand on either end and you were twisting it, kind of moving your hands in opposite directions. And then now imagine that kind of trying to, to, to turn up, down, left, right, all in, in place. Uh, but this is not something that's black colored. It is an absence of light. You look into it and you can't see through it. You can't even see the shape until you get to the edges of this thing. Uh, I'm going to need you all to make initiative checks for me right quick. That is uh, spooky. Scary skeletons. 28. 19. Really? Okay. What? Uh, it's just that usually yours is way higher than his, and this time his is way higher than yours. Uh, I, the one time it matters. That's the way D20s work, Caleb. Hey, Victor disappears. We mean like we walk into this room and like I just look over and he's gone? Yep. And now the black rectangle thing is gone. Um, is Tar and Koba still there? Yeah. You, they haven't even noticed. Guys, where's Vic? Huh? Vic. Uh, Tar takes out his nuclear resonator. Uh, what? What's wrong? I just want to go through a room without things. Do, do, you, do, you, do you see Vekoba? No. There was Vic. a black thing there, right? Yeah, no, that's there. Or not there, kind of. Vic. It Vic. was there. No, it's gone now. That black thing is gone. Well, it was. I don't see it anymore. Vic. Oh, boy. Tar, you go around the pillars that way. I'll go this way. Victor. Yes. All of a sudden, you find yourself in place of where this black thing was. It's gone now, and now you're in between all the pillars. And you're looking out, and you can see Tar and Koba and Landris. And they start looking around each other and saying things to each other. Uh, can I beat up? Is it like glass in front of me? No, it's six obsidian pillars with maybe two feet in between them. But I can't or cross maybe through. maybe four. Is it like say a what? force field holding me in? Uh, you go, you go to walk through them, and yeah, there is something that won't let you get past them. Like you can walk freely in this area, but you can't go in between the pillars. I beat on it just to see if okay. they react to it. All right. So you guys are going around the room. What do you do? Uh, you guys make the circle room, and you don't see Kintaro, uh, Victor anywhere. 
You're doing really bad with names. <laughs> I am the worst. <laughs> I, I'm like just yelling his name out the whole time. Like I'm really worried. You said there's the six pillars. Yep. Are they all identical? Almost. Practically identical. And the black thing's not there anymore? No, it's gone. It, it, you, you saw it for maybe an instant, and then it was gone. And you hear, like, a one of the pillars starts going boom, boom. Um, I, I go to whichever one's making that noise. Immediately, by the way, Tar's, like, pointed his gun at the pillar. All right, you're, you're at the pillar in here. Boom, 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 boom. Vic? Vic, is that you? Boom, 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 boom. Um, do, is anything happening with the pillar? Nothing. I'm going to climb up the pillar. All right, you, you, you climb up this pillar. Uh, you got climb speed, right? So you don't necessarily check. Yeah, unless it's and, like super hard to climb. Yep, yep. And you get to the top of it. Is is there a top or is it going to the ceiling? Uh, there's top. Okay, so I can stand on top of it? Yep. And it's solid on top? Yes. Victor, uh, you bang on that pillar and you see Landers kind of jerk his head over to the pillar. And he walks over to it. And you bang on, you bang on, and he's kind of looking at it. And then he starts climbing the pillar. What do you do? Climbs the pillar? Mm-hmm. I look up. What's up there? Nothing. These pillars don't go into the ceiling. They're just separate pillars. I can breathe, right? Not have any problems with that or any problems with movement. Well, you're, you're in a self-contained HEV suit. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, I have no problems moving through this thing, though. Correct. What do I do? Well, I take a look around just to see what's in there with me. Nothing. There's nothing in there with you. Uh, I hit hit the force field with my hammer. It seems to do nothing. Um... If I still hear, like, the banging, kind of annoyed the bump. It stops for a little bit, and then you hear the banging coming from in between two pillars. In between? Like, in thin air? Yep. It's resonating from in between them. Oh, what's going on? Right now you're standing on top of a pillar, right? Yes. I'm gonna, like, you know, um, how far are the pillars from each other? Kind of, like, it's evenly jump from one to another? Yeah, I'd say maybe four feet. Yeah, yeah, so I'm gonna, like, hop between the pillars and, like, try and okay. look at where the noise is coming from. This seems to be empty space. I'm, I'm gonna stand like right where I hear it. Like I climb back down and like try and like go where I hear it. All right, you see him climb down and then stand right where you're banging. What are you doing? There's nothing for me to do except keep banging. I guess. I mean, that's the only thing I'm able to do. Did you? Did, when you said you looked around, did you make me a perception check or did you just? Look I just said I looked around. You didn't say I needed to make a perception. Go check. ahead and make a perception check then. I'll take 10 for 24. Well, I'm not perfect, Tim. Okay. I'll take a 10 for 24. <laughs> you see, this is it, sticking out of the side of uh, a pillar with, say, it's maybe four pillars away. Mm-hmm. Is, is uh, a small dial. Okay, I go closer to that dial, then. I'm going to look at that dial, see what, what's on it. There's a dial, and it indicates, like, up, and you can see you could you could turn it to indicate it down. And it, right now it's at up? Yes. Oh, I'm going to try to turn it and see what it happens. You can't. It's on the outside of the pillar. Oh, it's on the outside? Oh, yeah. I hit really hard right around that area. All right. Lanris. Yeah. Uh, the banging stops. Maybe 30 seconds later, the banging comes from a different pillar, maybe four pillars away. Koba. Yeah. Go stand over there. I point where the sound's coming from. Okay. What, what am I supposed to do? I, I, I don't know. The banging is happening very frequently We're over, over by Koba. Do you see anything? Yeah, there's something on this pillar over here. Okay, what what is it? It's like a like, like a dial. Like you can see on a vault. Okay, um I'm gonna look around where I am. Is there anything where this the banging happened here? No. I am gonna go over to Koba. Alright. Uh Victor, you see Koba go over to where you're banging. Huh? And you see she notices the dial and she says something and Lanoris walks over to the dial. What do you do? 
I can't hear them, right? It's muffled or it's not. I don't hear it sound. Absolute silence. Matter of fact, you're, you're, this is like, I don't think you've ever been in something that's been so silent before. It's almost like your own steps don't make sound. Oh, okay. Um, they're just looking at the dial. They're not mm-hmm. touching or doing anything. They've yet to do anything to it. They just got there. I bump on it again, just so they know that this is where I want them to be. Okay. All right. Uh, Landers, as you get over there, there's another hefty bump coming off that pillar. The one we're at? Yep. I'm going to look at this dial. It doesn't seem to have any numbers or anything. It just seems to have like two states, up or down. And right now it's up. I'm going to tap above the dial. He said it's up right now, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tap once above the dial, wait, and then tap twice below the dial. You see him tap once above the dial and tap twice below the dial. You can't hear it, but you see him do it. I hit two times. Thump, thump. I turn the dial down. Uh, Victor, you are thrust out of this this area in between the pillars and just thrown out of it. You're not going to take any damage, but you just slide across the, the floor and hit the opposite wall. Everyone sees this. Victor, are you okay? What was that? You tell me. All I know was I was... I was with you, and then I was inside that that in the pillar. Yeah, and then I saw the the dial, and so I beat so y'all would go to it, and I, I... could you see us? Yeah, but I couldn't hear you. All right, well, um, I, I, is the black thing back? No. Did where did the thing go? That it was in the center. What thing? Of, of the room. There was like a black. I don't know, like a whirlpool almost. I guess I was in it. I don't know. Okay, let's just. I guess we could just go. Is there another door out of here? Now that you have the time to look around the room instead of trying to figure out what your best friend in the world is, your BFF, your best friend forever is, you see what is uh, a a vaguely humanoid-shaped crystal or conglomeration of crystals. And in his hand is a crystal which is very different. Is obviously one of those recording crystals. I don't know if we should take that. I mean, I look around. It's our only clue as to what's going on here. All right. I hold up my hammer and brace for whatever's about to happen. I'm going to have um, Bird fly over and try and, like, pick the crystal out of his hand. Okay. It doesn't. And uh, have Bird play it. This place is twisting everything. We just had our most recent supply of crystals come to life. They managed to trap it in the obsidian room, but it got out because we never told the frickin' janitor how the pillars worked. Idiot let it out by accident. Now I gotta go hunt for it. Oh, well, we got this thing once, we can get it again. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Hey, you guys hear that? Oh, son of a gun. Guys, guys, it's here! Get, get, get your gear on! Guys! And it stops abruptly. So, do, do I think, like, we just didn't notice this crystal thing before? Or do I, was it actually not here before? Oh, it was there. You guys were just... Everything you had told me was you were trying to figure out what was going on with the pillars. I'm, I'm gonna run back and turn the dial back up. Okay. You turn the dial back up? Okay. Um... You to look, uh, I guess, to see if the thing's back, the black thing? Well, no, I was. they said, like, it would get out if you didn't use the pillars, right? Sure, sure. So I figured, like, let's keep it in the state it was in, because there's no crystal monsters here at the moment, as far as I can tell. Sure. Okay, um, there's no door here, and there's no door in the ritual room. Um, this this is unfortunately a leading question. I don't know what to do better than to just ask it not to be metagame, which is, like, almost an impossible thing to ask you, so I understand. But do, do you look to see if the black thing's back? I mean, I would assume I would see it. It seems very noticeable. Sure. All right. As Landris looks at it, Landris disappears, the black thing disappears. <sighs> I walk over to the dowel and turn it. Landris, you're thrust out of the center of these pillars. Where was I? You were you were in between all those pillars. Um, I'm really confused. This has got us... Uh, we gotta... Is there a door on the other side? If it thing 
does it have eyes? What the crystal thing? When it's when it's if it comes to life and it looks at us, we turn on this. Maybe we'll get sucked into it. Right. So we we all we understand now not to look at the black swirly thing of doom, right? Yes. Well, it, yes. We it don't. Just, it just thrusts us out. Maybe there's a way out through there. Well, you, you've yet to complete searching the room. Oh, we have not. Oh, oh okay. I'm going to search we'll, the we'll, room. We'll do that I'm going to do a. Uh... I just told you one thing. We went to do with the one thing. I'm going to take a ten. 24. Right. Are you going to leave the dial in the off position? So when it's on, the thing returns until someone looks at it. Um, That's why I had you all make initiative checks, and I thought it was funny that Landris for once didn't beat everybody. <laughs> um, is it feasible for us to not look at it? To say we don't look at it? Or yes. is it like... Yes. Yeah, I'm going to look the at the walls and not at it. Right. Everybody does it as well. Yeah, I'm going to keep it the position it was in, so up. Um, okay. All right. You don't know if it's back because you haven't looked at it, but based on past experience, it's probably there. So you go around, uh, you get past this crystal dude, and you see another guy who's laying on the ground, obviously deceased, and his boots are off. And you're like, okay. Like and they're, they're, they're next to him or they're just... They're, they're right next to him, but every time you blink or, or look away and look back at it, they seem to be slightly in a different position. Just slightly. Like, oh, that's maybe no more than a foot away from where it was. Or maybe you'll just, like, turn the other way. Or just kind of, like, just change slightly this position. I go see if I can grab the boots. All right. You grab them, and um, as they're, as they are, like, moving, mm-hmm. they're changing colors. And when you pick it up, it's red. That's weird. But I'm holding them, right? Yep. They're not moving in my hands. They're just changing colors. Once you pick them up, they stop doing that. Okay. Huh. Uh, the, this dead guy, um, I assume another elf or half-elf. Yep. Um, does, can I determine a cause of death? Heal check. Uh, I'll take a 10 for 14. Uh, it looks like blunt trauma. It wasn't me. Maybe it was the boots. <laughs> mm. Shot him around. I don't know. I'm gonna, um, you know what? Blow him up? Nope. I'm gonna... <sighs> I'm just saying, blowing stuff up has fixed things so far. They weren't on him. Why weren't they on like him? good help here. Hey, Koba, come here. Come put these boots on. Koba looks at you and just shakes her head. <sighs> you got two feet. Yeah, but I've already been stuck in that thing. Uh, fine. I take off my boots and I put these on. Sure. I mean, you've been wearing shoes underneath the suit. You can wear it as well. Right. Alright. Well, now that you don't have Ankh, dude, I'm not going to just explain it outright. Boots up. I've changed my mind. They're black. Black leather. Have we finished exploring the room? No. I'm just dealing with each thing that comes at me. Okay. Before we move on. You, I can't explain to you what it does. So you don't have what's-his-face there to tell you. Break something! <laughs> Uh, what? Yes, I agree. He points the grenade at the boots that are still on your feet. No, 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 not those. Not those. He points it and shatters the crystal guy. <laughs> I did it good, right? Let's hope so. See? Breaking stuff fixes everything. Now, um, when you say the crystal guy, um, was he like a, looked like a normal-sized humanoid figure, or was it like large? Yes, normal. Okay. After a bit, true to form... The Akna, or whatever it's called, comes out of the wall and looks at you guys like... E- each time, it's like more and more disappointed in you. Hey. It's not angry. It's like in your mom. It's disappointed <laughs> in you. She doesn't She doesn't ground you. She just goes, I'm really disappointed, son. <laughs> and goes over and fixes the grenade damage to the floor. I wiggle my feet at him. Do you know what these are? <laughs> I'm guessing boots. Yeah, I mean, but you don't know what kind of boots? Yeah, I do. Those, and he explains, are the boots of readiness. These tight-fitting black leather boots make the wearer more prepared as before she acts in battle. Before you've acted, you get a plus two luck bonus on saving throws and 12 temporary hit points. Ooh. Both effects fade when your first turn arrives, even if you delay. And your next thing you get is at level 11, where you won't be able to, caught, be, able to be caught flat-footed. They're on my feet. Uh, Let's see if we can find a way out of here. Yeah. 
continue searching. Oh, and since Tar blew the crystal guy up, like, are there human bits in the crystal? Nope. Just crystal all the way through? Crystal all the way through. Alright, you guys keep exploring the room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You eventually find a door. Was it hidden? No. Okay. I feel like we're at an impasse here. The first thing that happened was there was obsidian, and then we didn't explore the room. We all just tried to get him out. Mm-hmm. And then we found a crystal, and we asked about it. I didn't... <laughs> I feel like we're, we're at a little bit of a point here, where you're like, why didn't you explain it to me the whole time? Because we were at individual things. There was no, It was never asked. No, okay. Hey, why, why didn't you just tell us the solution? <laughs> so you go through the door. Yep. Yes. Sweet. You get into another long hallway, and this hallway also has something scrawled on it. This time it's in charcoal, and it says, I met a man who wasn't who he claimed. And there's a, a door with, to the left of it is maybe a foot raised up. Just a, just a little, very no-nonsense platform. Very small, maybe five feet by five feet to the left of the door. And on the door inscribed, it says, Sometimes progress requires sacrifice. To progress, place something valuable to you on the altar. I take out my picture of Sarah and put it on it. Wow, okay. It slowly vanishes and the door unlocks and opens. You outthought my puzzle. I was expecting you guys have to give up some sort of magical or awesome item that you've gained and you <laughs> gave up something that was technically important to you. You've, you've solved my sacrifice riddle. Aw, you lost the picture of her. That's really sad. Yeah, it, it is. Let's just keep moving, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna take a second to check the quantum box. Empty. All right, they're. they're I'm send, gonna send. I'm gonna just write another quick message. What the hell, guys? Where are you? And okay. send it. Well, this hallway doesn't get to an intersection. This time, it just goes to one place, and there's a label above the door: library. You open up the door and go in, and it is what you expect—a a library, but it's like carpeted, lots of dark and deep colors, and there's just shelves and shelves and shelves of books. And you can see that this room, it's got like a nice piano. When I say first things first, let's bar up this door a little bit. Like how? Let's push like, a bookshelf to uh, in front of it. Or the piano. Yeah. Me, you, and Tar can get behind it, maybe push that thing. As you go to push this piano, it suddenly and jerkingly starts opening and closing. It's a grand piano, and except instead of wires and such, uh, there's teeth and all these wires have come together to form a tongue. And they make a snap at you, Lanner, since you had the highest initiative. You would be the one that would touch it first. Okay. 26 to your AC. So 26, it goes to bite you and like slams and closes. You get your finger right out there and you're like, that might have disconnected my finger from my hand. Uh, now Lanner's top of the order. Uh, I'm going to climb the nearest bookshelf all the way to the top. Okay. <laughs> just left us. <laughs> he just That's left fun. us. The books will come to life and kill him. Okay. So... Piano's turn. And uh, I don't think a 12's gonna hit your AC either there, uh, Victor. Nope. Goes chomp on you, but it just like hits the metal. Tar's turn. Tar grabs the chainsaw and he's like, again. <laughs> he's like, why doesn't? As he's like going through, as he's, as he's chainsawing through it, sawing through it, he's like, why does everything in here trying to bite me? <laughs> just wanna be left alone. All right, now it's Victor's turn. It's hammer time. Uh, 18. Hit. 29 damage. Don't you get two attacks in one turn? You're right. <laughs> 30s for this however second. however as you hit it a similar sticky film grabs to your warhammer make me a dc 17 reflex save sir i rolled an 18 you get it out before the sticky stuff gets over do that second attack son well i did it it was a 30 well that's a hit 31 for that 
Okay, make another reflex save, please. Ten. You smash it, and you hear a piano collapse, and you hit all these keys, and you hear a cacophony of sound, and your hammer gets stuck into it, but the thing dies. But your hammer's stuck in its, like, essence. The thing kind of semi-melts, but also semi-stays solid, and just kind of sits there and turns gross, deceased skin-like colors. Can I pull it out? Uh, make a strength check. Uh, 11? Nope, you're like, pulling. come on, come on! However, a total of one minute after you're trying to pull it out, all the stuff dissolves, all the sticky stuff dissolves anyway, and you can pull it out freely. Okay, so I'm just sitting there for a minute, just trying to get that thing out. Like, come on, you see, like, You see Tar, like, panting, and he has his chainsaw going. And he turns it off. Okay, so much for that idea. Um, bookshelves? Do you want to push bookshelves? I climb down. I don't want anything else to come alive. <laughs> Alright, let, let's just look around. Look for anything about the crystal. Hey, Tar! Uh, if someone comes through that door that's not us, blow him up. Uh, okay, and he points his nuclear resonator at it. <sighs> Alright, let's take a look. Alright, so, um, very obviously on the opposite end of the room is a big door. To, uh, to, so let me, let me start that one off. I learned from my last room. That, that's what you guys want to hear about first. So that's what I'm going to tell you about first. However, if you continue to look around the room. Yes. Uh, you're looking at shelves and there's very interesting, you know, labels, uh, titles for these books. Ones like Zoos of the World and Far Off Lands and How I Met Your Mother and Everybody Loves Raymond Season 3. <laughs> and I'm breaking my laughter rule. All right, um... <laughs> That's assuming my jokes were funny enough to induce any sort of laughter from our audience. Um, Thinking with Portals is one that is actually very vibrant. The front cover has um, like an orange circle and the back cover has a blue circle. Mm. Different things like this to the point of you can just tell me a title and it's probably here. Tell me something you want to find a subject on and you might be able to find it. Well, we're looking for crystals. Crystals and craziness in you. Uh, actually, while he's he's looking for that, I'm looking about uh, for dreams. Dreams? Ooh, okay. So you pull a book out about dreams. I think it's made something like interpreting dreams. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you pull that one out, and you open it up. As you're reading stuff in the book, it's just talking about some, actually some main things, like, if you think about this thing all day and then go to sleep, and you do this four times after eating, you can actually kind of control your dreams. Now, lucid dreams are a hard thing to do, and it's talking about this kind of stuff almost from, like, a scientific point of view, uh, but not quite. And as you're doing this... You can hear the sound of a whistle. And the sound of chugging. And then, seemingly out of nowhere, a train bursts through the wall and slams through the other wall and goes right through this library. And everybody sees it. It's obnoxiously loud. And it goes and it goes and it goes. I close the book. The walls heal up from the, the holes the train made. Um, sorry about that. I, like, sit down. I, I think I'm hallucinating, so, like, I sit down and hold my head and close my eyes. No, no, Landris, it's okay. It's, I think I did that. Everyone saw that, right? That wasn't just me? That, that happened? Yeah. Yeah, it did. Are you guys messing with me? No. No. A train ran through this place. It was, it, oh, it was my fault. Okay. What'd um, you do? I was reading this book about dreams. Well, let me see. Okay. She opens it up. Huh. Do you just kind of let her read it? Yeah. See what happens. Okay. I, uh, I'm continuing looking for anything about crystals or, like, dealing with mental, um, illness, I guess, or, like, sanity issues, PTSD, stuff like that. Okay. Um, I'm also gonna keep an eye out for, like, how to massage for dummies. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, <laughs> I find a book on fluffy kittens. Um, while she's reading, by the way, I'm watching her, and if she, like, something comes into 
play. I'm going to close the book. Okay. Uh, she's reading for a little bit. You see Tar. Tar walks over, and he doesn't have his gun in his hand anymore. And he takes Koba and gives her just the longest kiss. What the heck? And she's like pounding on his chest like, no, please stop. Please don't do this. You need to stop now. And then he presses her up against the wall violently. Hey, hey. I close the book. You close the book and then Tar just kind of like almost freezes. And then like lets go and backs off. Then he kind of looks around noticing that you all just saw him. That He just realized what happened. That, that wasn't me. Koba, was that your dream? She looks pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Letters kind of snickering. You know what? I'm going to hold on to this book. <laughs> Instead of her blushing, she looks pissed and she goes, No, that was not my dream. Okay, fine. Okay. What the What the heck was that, Tar? I, I don't know. Something just came over me. Yeah, Wait, well. Tar, was that your dream, Tar? What? No, I haven't dreamed of sleeping with kissing Koba uh, and shoving her against a wall. Koba, uh, I know we don't have dreams, but it's, would that be like your bad dream? Is that... <sighs> I, we're getting into some deep stuff here. Yeah, okay. Stuff I don't want to talk about. I'm pocketing this book, by the way. Okay. Co- Koba, I'm sorry. I, d- I didn't mean to. Yeah, it's fine. Just do it again. I'm going to crack your freaking skull. All right, so let's go to uh, some books that Victor was looking at. Uh, Victor, you... Uh, insanity. Landers. Landers. That's who I meant. Do you have sanity damage and some sort of mania, Caleb? It's, I think at this point, you guys will actually believe me when I say I'm terrible on names. And I've said that before, and people go, ah, ha, ha, me too. And they don't understand the level of which I am actually terrible with names. To the fact that people get offended because they're like, Caleb, you've known me for gosh darn six months, and you can't say my gosh darn name? I, I just, my memory constantly attacks me, and I just can't remember things. And it happens to me all the time, and I can't remember names, and everybody thinks it's a joke, but it's a real thing. I just have a really hard time with names. Um, so you, you, you're looking for a book on insanity and you find a book that says curing insanity or this treat, let's just say treating insanity. This looks promising. What is it? Uh, I'm going to pocket it for now. I'm afraid of reading books. You're not going to even see what's in it. Uh, if you want to read it, go ahead, but I don't want any, I don't know. No, Maybe no, it makes you it's, it's fine. It's fine. We can you open it up. You find anything about crystals? Right, there is a book on, um, it says, uh, the strange world of crystals potential energy or i should say uh potential concepts and there is a book about um let's say chiropractic okay uh, i'm gonna try and like hide that one <laughs> like i put it in my bag sure um and i'm like hey guys check this out i bring the crystal book over uh what's in it stuff about crystals i don't know maybe it'll explain why the one crystal like drove us insane let's look at the table of contents koba seems like visibly shaken at this point uh the table of contents is having it's a lot of like high level stuff uh, but to you, it would actually be very low level. Like, you guys have gone so far beyond whatever this is. But it's talking about uh, crystal matrices, uh, unique properties of crystals that sets them apart from different uh, states of matter. Um, crystals actually a solid? Question mark. Uh, things like this. Uh, is that going to even be any help? The book begins to change and turn into a crystal. And then it begins to creep up to your hands. And your hands become crystals. And now up to your arm, your elbows. And now it's going out up of his to hand. your shoulder. <laughs> oh, one at a time. Uh, what, what, Laris? Am I able to, like, drop it? You can't use your fingers anymore. N- now you can't use your wrists. Now you can't use your elbows. I knock it out of his hand. You snap off Lanris's wrists, and the book falls to the ground. But he doesn't have do wrists? I feel like, do I feel, like, pain? You don't feel anything, but you're looking at two wrists without hands. Um, um uh, Put it back. Okay. Put it back. No, now uh, you see from your shoulder... Your, the crystals be begun to turn back to skin. Now Uh-oh. elbow, 
going oh, down to your wrist. I grab, put it back, put it back. I grab whatever <laughs> parts I think is his wrist and I put it back. You put it back and then that becomes skin again and the book becomes back a book. Uh, dr- I, I drop it on the floor immediately. Tar goes like, over I, and he I, kicks it closed. I like back away and like I have my hands clasped around each other and I'm like backing up. And I like making sure my hands still work. We gotta be careful with these books. These books are crazy. They probably got some kind of security on them. Hey, Landris. Or Victor. Mm-hmm. You can't explain why, but that book of Now You're Thinking with Portals is really standing out to you. I go over to it. Pull it down, and it is, as I told you before, a red circle on the cover, blue circle on the back, and there's no other writing except on the on the spine it says, Now You're Thinking with Portals. I stare at it for a minute. I open it up to the front page. Portals and how to use them. I change it to the table of contents. It seems to be, it's actually not a very thick book, and it seems to be listing uh, ways in which you can use portals, and it's talking about two very specific portals. It says, using this pair of rings of alien geometries, one can create two shimmering portals, each five feet in diameter, and surrounded by a four-inch thick ring of force. Only one side of each portal functions as a gateway. Using the other side will not work. It is blocked. Each portal must be oriented vertically and we within 30 feet of the wearer at the time of creation. Medium or smaller creatures can move through either portal as easily as taking a simple step, stepping out of the other portal. Large creatures can squeeze through, but cannot, but must do it quickly. Any creature farther than five feet away from the portal cannot see through the portal, but one who is adjacent can absolutely attack or move through the portal. Both portals will vanish after about one minute. Destroying a portal is very difficult. But if one portal is closed, the other portal will collapse. And then as you're reading, you're ting 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 ting, and two rings fall out of the book. One's blue and one's orange. One's blue and one's orange. And a short silver chain joins these two crystal rings together. Huh. Hey, Landris, come here. I'm still, like, sitting, like, with my back against uh, one of the bookshelves, and I'm still, like, testing my hands, hey. and I'm still really, I'm, like, still kind come of... Come here! Koba comes over and kind of almost, you know, like, fakingly, like, people actually help each other out, but kind of says, come on, let's, let's finish this up. I don't want to be here either, let's just get through it. <laughs> I gotta t- uh, take her hand, I guess. I'm, 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 like, really worried about it. Like, it's not gonna work when I reach up. But it does work. She helps you pick you up, and you guys go over. And the book explains, put, uh, the rings onto adjacent fingers. And then, like, with my hand, I can make portals? Mm-hmm. You read and you and you read it and it explains it to you, and you can just kind of will portals. These are rings of alien geometry, and they count as one ring, by the way. Okay. Uh, only only occupying one ring slot is what okay. I. Okay. Mean. Well, I only have one ring, so that I should be able to. I don't know if it's gonna work, but uh, I try. So I put on the rings and I try to make a portal uh, in front of me and then one behind me. Wum wum. They both appear. And I pass through it. You go through one and come out the other. I'm like looking back and forth, like what. Check it out. I made a That's portal. Not gonna lie, pretty cool. Yeah, we. This might come in handy. So. Uh, and nothing crazy happened when you read that book. I mean, these rings fell out of it. I didn't see them in there before, but other than that, that's it. <sighs> uh, I'm gonna keep them for now. I'm gonna. Keep, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the book too. Okay. Oh. Uh, Any more topics we wanna research while we're here? I don't know, man. We gotta hurry this thing up. Yeah, we can't stay here forever. We haven't really found out anything about the the crystal or the. I don't even know what to look for. I'm gonna I'm gonna check the quantum box before we go. Okay, it's empty. All right, there. I'm worried now. <sighs> I can't shoot a portal through the quantum box. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for 
a history book of the homeland. Okay, take a little look on the homeworld. This you find no lack of information about history. Ancient, it one says ancient history of the Aslantes. Uh, I know there's all sorts of histories. Um, history, uh, history. I'm gonna of grab war. if they're, if they're like different. I'm gonna grab histories of elves. Okay. And one that's on Valerian. There isn't necessarily one that just says, "Hey, go about Valerian." Well, okay, but as, as what I can find <laughs> um, of of kind of of his reign, if I can find anything of that. Okay, yeah, I got one. I got one. Yeah, histories of the empire. Okay. Um, I like to look for a book about forests, and I'm not looking for like an informational book or anything. I'm looking for a picture book. I just want pretty pictures <laughs> of forests and stuff. Okay, you end up finding a book that is a lot of, uh, like, charcoal drawings of trees and plant life and that sort of thing. I, yeah, I would have to be flipping through it to make sure there's pretty pictures. Bop! Out pops a little cricket. Cricket, cricket. Next starts oh. hopping around the room. Cricket, cricket. Oh. <laughs> cricket. <laughs> That's cool. What is that? Tar throws, points his gun at it. Come on, man. That thing's tiny. It's cute. It's making an annoying noise. Oh, that must make it safe. We haven't learned through our entire adventure through these archives not to trust anything. Fine, I, I close the book. As you close the book, a little like flower grows out of it, and you cut it off, and it falls to the ground. It's a little dandelion. What is this? I pick it up, and I'm like ecstatic about it. It smells great. Did you put it in your hair? Maybe it'll cover up that bum ear of yours. Yeah, haha. I mean, I try to put it somewhere where it would be relatively well preserved. Okay. I'm going to look and see if there's anything that might um, describe the world we're in now. There's not a lot of that, but there is a book that says shore, the shore bordering on another world. I'll pocket it for now, and well, I'll read it later, because we're in a hurry. Is those subjects you're interested in, Tar? Uh, yeah, I would like to read a book about making my friends actually listen to the words I say. I'm not taking anything out of this place or messing with it any more than I have to. This one's called How to Be a Socialite. Do you want that one? Koba? No, no thank you. Alright, fine. Um, I look for the dumbest book I can find. Like, the stupidest thing. I, I can't fathom why anyone would have a book about this. Why one is the loneliest number. And when you open it up, it's not a book even about, like, a novel or about being alone. It's just a bunch of math. <laughs> I, I pick it up and are we ready to go? Yeah. Let's move. Yes, please. Let's get out of this room. Uh, before we go to exit, I'm going to try and throw the one book through the threshold. Which book? The the one. The, the one Zaloni's not. Oh, the actual book. one book. Yeah. Okay. You went up, throw it, done. Nothing weird happened. Okay, cool. I leave it. I guess I put it back. Like, I throw it back toward the library, <laughs> and we continue on. Yep. Stumbly, somebody's going to stumble across that and go, this must be important. <laughs> what is the loneliest number? Why would it be here on the ground like this? All right, you go, uh, you get through another hallway. And there is something written on the wall, mm -hmm. and it says, it's paint, it looks like. It says, be very quiet, words travel very far. And there are mannequins everywhere. Slender mannequins, and the lights in this room are at a very steady pace going on, off, on, off, on, off. And when they're off, it's pitch. And there's a door on the opposite of this room. I look at everyone, like, shrug my shoulders, and, like, put... I guess I put a finger up to my lips. Okay. All right, I'm going to move with my stealth. Okay, stealth check. 19. I think everyone's going to take your lead. 20. You guys are tiptoeing through this room. I take it you're not, like, touching any of the mannequins, right? Mm-mm, no, no. They're creeping me out. 
Our, fl our flash, even though the lights are flickering, like our flashlights are still like lighting the way somewhat, right? No, they turn off with the lights. If you turn them on, they flash on and off at the same pace the lights do. Oh yeah, I'm creeped out right now. I'm going, I'm not touching anything. As you move through this hallway, you're not sure if it's trick or the lights or not, but you swear that maybe one or two of the heads of the mannequins move, but it's not something you'd ever, you know, stake your life on. You go through this room and you get to the opposite end and there's a door. And as you reach for it, the door begins to bleed all around the edges. And you back off as this flesh-colored, bubbling, pustuling mass of flesh pours through the walls and gathers itself together. But what is worse than what this thing is, you could say maybe you saw the roiling oil and it looked something like that, but nothing looked quite like this thing does. Because you begin to hear murmurs, and you begin to hear gibberings, and you see eyes countless eyes and they're popping almost like bubbles of the new ones form and there's mouths you can't count the number of mouths and there's just so many and it's it's almost a cacophony of sounds there's too many you, you can't handle how many sounds there are uh this this thing is aggressive and is slides to you and everyone needs to make themselves the initiative rolls 24 17 What's your initiative modifier there, Victor? As this thing is is, is is saying so many things at once, you're not sure if even it's speaking a, a, a understandable language or not. You just couldn't tell because there's just so much at once. It's like a crowd. And there's these tongues spilling out of it. It's almost like biting and gnawing its tongues off and they're just falling to the ground. And wherever this thing slides, it leaves this ooze behind. As you're like just staring at this monstrous creature, Landris, something falls from the ceiling and 34 versus your AC. Yeah, that hits. Uh, something drops over you, and all of a sudden, it's blackness. Something has covered you completely. You don't know what it was. You don't know what it is. But it's 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 completely en encasing you. 47 to your CMD. 37? Yeah. Yeah, that definitely hits. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're, you're encased in this thing, and you try to breathe in, but you can't. It's, it's, there's this airtight seal around you, and you have to hold your breath. Please keep track of holding your breath. Okay. Tim, you see it. It was this... this creature hanging from the ceiling that you only of course notice as it dropped and as it as it grabbed Landris with this toothy maw it bit his head and then its body almost like an umbrella wraps around him and, and now he's just in this flesh net sort of thing but you can't see inside it's completely encompassed okay this makes it Landris's turn could I see what do I have an idea of what's on me it's a leathery sort of thing but it's moving you can feel it uh, oh I didn't even did I tell you the damage you take? So you're taking 27 points of damage as whatever has you trapped in there, you can feel teeth start sinking into your head. I turn to wherever I know Koba was last mm -hmm. and make like a gun point at myself gesture with my hand at whatever's on me. Uh, um, I, 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 it's my fault. I didn't describe well enough. Whatever this thing is that's on you has completely encased you. So when I say you're blind. It's not because its hand is in front of your eyes. It's as if, it's as if I put you in a bag and tied up the top of the bag. I guess I'm gonna try and break out. Okay. Combat maneuver check, 13. You don't break out of it, you're pushing, but this thing seems pretty tight and well around you. Koba's turn, who is gonna cloak? Victor's turn. I'm gonna take out my dagger and try to see if I can cut this thing that's around him. Slice it open. Okay, make an attack roll. I shall. 26. Hit. And it'll be 17 points of damage. Okay, you cut, you do, you do some damage. And that doesn't transfer to him, right? Okay, and so let's make it sure. 18. A hit. 16. Dagger seemed to be a good choice. You're really starting to do some good cut, but 
it's still still, on still in good shape though. It's got you have a lot of cutting to do. It looks like the pile of teeth, jaw, eyes, tongues, skin uh, begins speaking louder into a cacophony of maddening sounds. Everyone, make a DC 13 will save, please. Can I hear that? Yes. Through the the thing over me. Correct. Twelve. Fourteen. All right, you are confused, Victor, for one round. All right. Uh, one from one of the mouths of this creature, a stream of acidic spittle gets shot at you. Twenty-four versus your touch AC. Yeah, that hits. It gets right into your eyes, and you are blinded. Roll me a D4. I'm not gonna be able to help you, Landers. <laughs> Two. You're blinded for two rounds unless you make a DC 18 fortitude save. Twelve. All right, you're blinded for those two rounds, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Even after all that, you see it begin to move, slither forward, and you see behind it everything that it was, uh, where it was standing is now mud, and it's going to try to bite you. Does a 19 beat your AC, uh, Victor? Yes. Uh, Well, the good thing is that you're only going to take two points of damage. Oh, no. Yeah, okay. Does a 10 beat your CMD? I'm sorry, not a 10. Just 15. 10 didn't. Did 15? Yeah. You're grappled. This thing is starting to, its tongue start wrapping around you and the teeth won't let go. That thing is finally done making it Tar's turn. Grabs out his nuclear resonator and is like, oh, but Victor's in that thing. Victor, hold still! I'm holding. <laughs> and he pulls it. You hear, Victor, you just hear, I'm sorry, Lanners, hold still. Lanners here. <laughs> I shake. No. <laughs> And then you see, like, right next to your face, the, the moving, biting teeth of the chainsaw. <gasps> oh! Did you, did you crit? I crit, and then I confirm with the 19, and I kind of, I keep taking criticals, they move forward and forward. 43. So the chainsaw, you see, it starts tearing this thing open, and this thing is trying to, like, reclose, and it keeps trying to remake the seal. Uh, however, it's, it's unsuccessful. While you're still grappled, you can now breathe. Okay. Tar's like, you still there? Well, first bird's gonna attack this thing on me. I'm gonna remember bird exists first. That's great. Glad glad when you do that. 12, 14, and 18. All missed. Well, I see through it, so do I still see that other thing that's attacking Vic? Yeah, at this point now you can see it, yeah. Um, through the hole, I say, Koba, shoot that thing. Um, I'm gonna take, draw my laser torch and attack the thing on me. Okay. 18 to its touch, I see. Hit. One damage. <laughs> yeah! Woo! You just get it lit, and it's just like... You drop it, but at least on the way down it hurts it, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah. Uh, these, this, this thing, this gibbering thing, begins to climb over you, and it begins to completely cover you, and to engulf you inside its mass, and as you're inside of it, you can feel the gnawing of the teeth all over you, and you can't stop it, you don't know where it's coming, and then suddenly, it dissolves all around you into nothing but gray goo. When you look over, you see Koba pointing her death ray at it. Victor, it's your turn. I guess I look over. I'm kind of blinded at the moment. Oh, you are blinded. Never mind. You didn't see that, but you felt all that, which must be even worse. Mm-hmm. That you don't know what's going on and just all that stuff is happening. Your Koba go, turn to the right and swing. Uh, now, this says with the confused that I get a, um, I have to roll a... You roll D100. D100, yeah. 46... The 46, you do nothing but babble incoherently. Well, that's what I do. Landers, you see Tar's huge hand grab you and kind of like separate you and it and hold you to the side, and then you see the chainsaw come back down. And he just tears this thing in half, and then he peels it off of you. End of initiative. Someone wash my eyes. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> Landris. 
as the lights are blinking, every single mannequin is looking at you. From the, the, the sound of the battle, and this thing was so loud, it's ridiculous. If all of you were dead silent, this thing would have been the most obnoxious thing. What? What's going on? The lights are still flickering, right? Yep. I'm going to try and help Vic up. Well, for, I'm, like, stunned for a moment. Um, Is Tarsa, like, holding me? No, he's, like, brushing crap off of you and, like, peeling stuff off of you. You see this thing was as a vaguely umbrella-like, almost like a manta ray that was on you. And now like, Tar takes his gun, he points to the ceiling, and he's looking for more. I gotta try and help Vic up. I guess it's been past six seconds, so my eyes, my sight's probably coming yes. coming back. So, um, we need to get out of here. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, all the mannequins are looking at you, and the lights are still going on, off, on, off. I guess we continue stealth checking and looking. Well, I'm first gonna stab myself with a hemochem. Okay. I guess we'll continue looking for a door, a way out. All right. You continue down the hallway, and you find that the door, the door this creature had come through. Oh, it came through the door. Okay. Yep. I thought it. I thought it was like a kind of mimicky thing. All right. Um, I guess we're going to try to get through it. No, it spilled through the edges of this thing. Okay. All right. So you open this door. You open up to this this room and you have gotten to your destination. This is certainly Solzhenitsyn's office. And this room has wires going everywhere to all sorts of computers and, to, and, and these machines you've never seen before. Some of them maybe look like stuff that you saw in the pharmacy, maybe. Maybe even some of the stuff you saw in the armory, but just different. There's schematics for a machine laid out that you're not sure of. Next to it is what looks like these schematics we're talking about building. Very strange looking device, very large. And there is like test tubes and things. And there's one big computer, which is very obviously the main computer. And Koba, like when she closed the door and she like bolts it closed and looks at you guys and is like, guys, I don't know how much more of this I can take. Well, this looks, this looks like it. This is your stuff, Koba. This this is why we brought you. She wants her hands through her hair. Okay. She goes over and she starts typing. All right, I'll just start playing the ones that look interesting, okay? I'm just staring at the door. <laughs> hey, Tar. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Don't mention it. I'm, I'm, like, slowly walking around. I'm certainly shaken by what just happened, so I was kind of looking around at everything as Koba is sure. doing her hacker stuff. Yeah. So you guys are looking around. I'm taking, like, through all these audio things. You guys are picking up stuff, looking at stuff. Uh, you hear uh, the audio. This weather machine is crazy. It purports to be able to change weather in a massive area for a period of an entire year of what I assume is the homeworld's time. There's definitely potential for this to be useful to us during phase two, so I brought it up at the last meeting. However, Locke seemed more interested in it as a delivery mechanism for Project Unity. I protested the idea, however, I was ultimately outvoted. I hate to admit it, but he's probably right. Using these schematics is a jumping off point, I believe I can create a one-time use device that will deliver the canister's effects to the whole city. There's potential for a more concentrated individual yet sustainable delivery mechanism due to the changes the original occupant of the building already made to these schematics. However, it would take some time as the power sources these schematics call for are all magical and even in the homeworld quite rare. I do believe with the proper modifications the device can be made to use crystal power. Either way I'll have to do it off site as thanks to our lovely host building our last batch of crystals just tried to kill us. So you see obviously what he was talking about is this machine in front of you this maybe one quarter put together machine with these schematics laid out and the next few schematics a heavily modified version of schematics and it says weather manipulator machine and then weather emulator she plays another one 
Finding these archives was a godsend. I suppose we just never took the time to consider what kind of god sent it to us. The archives are a mass of otherworldly knowledge, and I'm not just talking about the homeworld. It seems the original occupant of this building was some kind of archiver and experimenter. He had curiosities collected from places I'd never even heard of. I have a feeling we'd get together quite nicely. He's a scientist of his own kind. It's jumped our plans years and years ahead. It seems the latest thing the original occupant was trying to discern was a way to transcend dimensions, whole worlds. All his research points to this black book which he was studying, it seems soon before his unfortunate transport to our world. We've learned a great deal from his research, but at this point I had to report to the committee that I had learned all I could from it. They agreed and decided it was time I actually began to study the source material, this black book. To be honest, the book frightens me. Whatever he was doing with it obviously didn't go well if his building ended up at the bottom of our ocean and him disappeared. However, saying no to the chairman is an even more frightening prospect. I intend to start my study tomorrow. Uh, Caleb, the book we found in the ritual room, I forget, was that red or black? Red. It's not black. And Koba's like, not all of this is, uh, chronological, guys. I'm just going, I'm searching for keywords. Eureka! I've done it! I've accomplished what years of investments given to clinics and higher institutions over the past 50 years have failed to. All it took was one scroll. Can you believe it? Just one scroll! The original occupant of this building, he had done something. Something to himself that took years of careful flesh crafting combined with magic. His purpose was to change himself at the core and to some creature of... It doesn't matter. What does matter is that he put all his processes and journey to learning them into the scroll we found. Using our far advanced knowledge of genetics and medicine, I was able to create a device which will do exactly what the chairman wants. Unfortunately, it's subject to only one person at a time and its side effects are... Well, unacceptable to say the least. However, I have reason to believe that if we can get the device out of this environment, those side effects will dissipate. I ordered a containment device designed to contain radiation and other biohazards, which seems to also contain this device's unfortunate side effects. I'll put the device into this canister and send it to lock. I've left instructions with them how to let the device breathe in order to air it out as it were. It shouldn't take too long before it's safe to use. Of course, as pleased as Locke told me the chairman was, he didn't waste any time celebrating. They've tasked me with coming up with a better delivery method for the device's effects. You know, I think the guys down on the third floor might have stumbled across something that could help with that. So much for that theory. What theory? That if he took it away from this place, it wouldn't have the side effects. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, now I'm, I'm typing stuff about the black book, now that I know that that's a thing to search for. Alright, here we go. Reading the book was a mistake. I can't get the voices out of my head. I can't let the others know. They're already nervous. No reason to give them any reason to distrust me. I don't know what I read or even how I read it. To be honest, I don't remember what happens each time I open it. It just sort of... I just sort of know things after. But I can't stop. I have to read more. The boneless limbs swallow me whole. They reach out and they touch me and I am no more. They tell me to run but my body stays. They expand my brain out of my head and I look at it on the floor and my brain speaks. It tells me no more but I read on. This place, it's 
changing. The more I read, the more I let out of the book. The more twisted everything in this place becomes. I saw it clearly this time. It wanted to take me, but I closed the book. But I'm afraid. I'm afraid I let it out this time. Yesterday I heard Arthur say, Willoughby, it's spreading. It was me. I let it out. I let it out of the book. It's here. It takes them into its dreams. It sounds. It falters. It tasks. Dent came back through. We learned a lot of from him before he died. Before his brain cooked him alive. The papers, he said. Trust the papers. They tell the truth. It took me. I saw its strange world. And I survived. I found the papers, just like Dent said. I began collecting them the whole time it was there. I know it was. I almost got them all before it noticed, and it threw me out back here. I can't explain it, but whatever ills I was suffering from, they stopped. However, I've lost everything I learned from the Black Book. I don't mind, it's a fair trade. I discovered something beyond our understanding of reality, and I'm convinced it would have been my end, just like it was Borland's. Now I'm in my right mind again, I think. With a little bit of help from some of the other members of the committee, I think I could defeat it. Well, maybe more like trap it. We caught him. We built a machine to stay his hand, and it worked. It took some interdepartment crossover, but it worked. Combined our technology with what I've learned here and her special traits, we constructed a trap that it fell right into. We're closing this place down, shutting off the power and burying this place, sealing everyone inside. Too much got out of the book, and we need to contain it. I'll be sure the names of the men who die here today are remembered forever for sacrifices and their hard work. We've learned all we can and I'm about to head off to the surface. If by some odd circumstance this thing gets out and someone happens to be listening to this, just know this, as long as it's trapped, it may be saved. But when it's free, don't look or it takes you. That's the last entry. When was that? A little over a month ago. I think it actually kind of coincides to near when you guys got that canister when we found you. He said the third floor. They were working on dealing with the side effects on the third floor. No, no, he said the third floor was the machine for the delivery mechanism. Which, thanks to the other audio thing, I think we know is this thing here. She points to the big machine. What was dealing with the side effects? He said airing it out. Leaving it out of this building and airing it out would deal with them. <sighs> However, his insanity was only cured when he was taken and survived, whatever that means. And he found the papers. We were following papers at one point. Let me keep looking around and see if there's anything else interesting around here. You guys look around and you're finding other things. And Victor, you come across something almost like on a sticky note. And it says, access code applesauce. Applesauce? Applesauce. I show it to Landris. Isn't that the thing that the groundskeeper said from the sash? Apple, right? Yeah. What you guys got over there? Access code applesauce. Let me see it. Hand it to her. She brings it over the computer and then she types applesauce and hits enter. And you hear something decompresses and you see part of the wall moves aside to reveal a secret room. What could he? I'm going in. You hear a humming and you're in a room that's very metallic, very set. And in the center of this room that is full of technology is a beam of light connected between two almost panels, one on the ceiling, one on the floor. But that isn't really matter what you really see is that suspended in this beam of light this beam of almost white light you see suspended in mid gate with its hand stretched out as if it were reaching for something 
A figure wearing a black suit and tie, with shadowy, ethereal, fleshy tendrils spreading out from its back like the roots of a tree. You now find yourself face to face with this tall, faceless, slender man. Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great RPG podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? Email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been Christian and Tim, and Caleb has been your GM. This is Johan Martins. Thanks for listening. Oh, hey, didn't see you there. My friend Christian and I were just getting ready to go trick-or-treating. Hey, Caleb, do you think these guys would be interested in joining us? You know, I bet they would. I mean, if they listen to Trailblazers, they gotta be cool, right? If role-playing games are your thing, why don't you guys check out our other podcast, Pathfinder Academy? Why don't you try some of our favorite episodes? One of mine definitely has to be the one we did about rewarding your players. That was a great one. I personally learned a lot from that one. I always struggled with how to do that well. It was an awesome time. You can find Pathfinder Academy on iTunes. We've got a bunch of other ways to listen, too, so go onto our site, tblazer.net, for a complete list of the ways you can listen. So go ahead, don your wizard hat and robe, grab some dice, and join us. Man, I love this day. It's the one time of year where everyone goes out and LARPs. Caleb, you know that these people aren't... I won't spoil it for them. Trick Trick or treat! Hey, Andrew, you want to play some D&D tonight? No. I, I can't. You're not real. None of this is real. 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 Mental divergence can be a tricky situation, but we here at Tales from the Lich can be your hand in the infinite darkness. When you can't play, listen. TalesFromTheLich.com.